You're going to see the interview everyone is going to be talking about. Wagon wheel Watusi. What do I think of her? Yes. I don't think of her. Then we become divas as opposed to just strong women. Ah, oh, coughing during my interview, really? It feels uh, reductive. Hello, and welcome to Little Diva Energy, your little slice of something extra between our main episodes. I'm Holly Morgan, I'm obsessed with divas, and my husband Tom is also here. Ahoy there. Uh, we're in a slightly different location. It's like country file, or <laughs> something similar. I feel it? a little bit like I'm on Pop World, or yeah. at least an interview on T4. Uh, we're currently by a lakeside. Yeah. So, you know, everyone uh, about this pan panny D we've got going on and how everyone's having staycations and that. So we decided to uh, go directly into the eye of the storm and go to the northwest just as another lockdown was announced. So here we are outdoors, obviously, we staying are where we safe are. as possible. Yeah, the only place that's safe, far from everyone, apart from some lovely moorhens. And a couple of And wasps. my passive aggression. Several uh, mosquitoes. Yeah, absolutely. I've got a massively inflated hand. We've come on holiday by mistake. <laughs> Are you the farmer? Stop saying that with them. Of course the fucking farmer. <laughs> this is how we entertain ourselves. Yeah, so we're sort of at the moment, we'll paint you a, paint you a verbal picture. Uh, we are sat on some decking down by the lake in the grounds of... And we are sat by the lake. There's no one around, no one for miles. Once. We are <laughs> on some wicker furniture with uh, portable mics and a recording device, reclining, handheld, of course, the mics, hence the pop world <laughs> vibe. Yeah, or a bit like Joe Wiley sitting on a sort of hay bale at Glastonbury. Yes, it's. That's it, isn't it? It's a BBC live broadcast. Yeah. Please don't swear. I am Rob Ellaby. Who's that? that's, that's my godfather. That's, okay, yeah. <laughs> I am... Who's the one with the big teeth? Rob. From the big teeth. The comedian with the big yeah, teeth. Yeah, does Rob, um, With Jerry Halliwell. Him, yeah, yeah, yeah. With the blonde fridge. Yeah, I'm him. And I've just happened to be at Glastonbury. Yeah. In the VIP section. So you're Joe doing a regular broadcast. And for this particular interlude between the killers and the Arctic monkeys. Yeah. And That's I've the vibe. Up, I've come up and I'm having a little chat and you're just asking me about how Glasto's going for me. Yeah. I mean, to paint you an oral picture, though, dear listener, I'm dressed a lot more like one of those sort of 70s crusties that complains about when they used to be, you could just walk get in over the fence. You've got a real Neil Young look going on. Yeah. She's got a pair of aviators, a shirt on and some sort of 70s trousers, but also a big sort of green raincoat. Prepped. For all emergencies. So somewhere between Neil Young, now, and an All Saints tribute band. Busy mum, who also does All Sinners on the weekends. All Sinners? Yeah. Is it, oh, that's, that's the tribute. Very good. Yeah. All Demons? I used to be acquainted with the daughter of an All Saint. Did you know this? Are we allowed to say which All Saint? Yes. Go I on. went to school with Rachel Appleton, Natalie's daughter. Big shout out to Rachel. Yeah. <laughs> She was a lot younger than me because I'm um, older and uh, I used to be her prefect 
or something. Like she was on my table at lunch and she used to sing this fucking annoying song. If you wanna have a good time, I could do and she this Dylan, like, was it? Yeah, that's what it sounded like. She was it was like six or something. And then we realised subsequent to be like, that kid is so fucking irritating. About, you know, a month later I know where it's at came out and we were all over her like a bag of fleas. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Rachel, sing your brilliant song again. When's your mum coming? Did you basically say, introduce me to your mum or I'm going to put you in detention? Yeah, well, this is also how I ended up performing under the bridge with my friends in a temporary... What what song did you do? (laughs) No, we were in a temporary classroom. And as anyone who's grown up and went to school in this country means a temporary classroom means it's there for the next 30 years. (laughs) I was in a temporary classroom uh, performing... Their cover of the of the Red Hot Chili Peppers under the bridge at the Appletons, Liam Gallagher and Liam Howlett, I think, from the Prodigy, or might have been Robbie Williams at that stage. I can't remember which one they were going out with. Excruciating. We did some backwards chair choreo. Well, the Backstreet Boys. No, yeah, I mean it was it was around the same time as like Britney's Stronger era. Ah. So yeah. Good era that. Yeah. Better than now. Better than now. Right. So second part of Nushka. Lovely stuff. Some incredible feedback. Really and, good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She, she's a, a wonderfully articulate, fantastic person. Yeah. And um, some of her comments have just been have really stuck with me. Been thinking about her thoughts on Afrofuturism and uh, jazz a lot since. So yeah, do do go back and listen to Nushka's part, uh, part one two, and two on Janelle Monet. Yeah. We're just really pleased. Like she was such a great guest. Everyone has responded so well to her. So eloquent as always. Oh, one thing that we did mention in the first episode that I forgot to address. Right. In Little Diva. Uh, Tanya's Sunday sessions. Yes. They are not running currently. Yeah. So post that going out. So I do apologise if anyone went and tried to find those. But but go and have a look at Tanya's Instagram anyway because it's yeah. great. She's still absolutely fabulous. So a uh, big shout out to friend of the pod, Tanya. Lovely. Oh, good. What's that from? I've got no idea, but now my bag is soaking. Is there anything in there? Let's hope not. It rained last night, didn't it? It did rain last night. Great. So. The gift that keeps on giving, this trip to Liverpool. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well then let's kick off. Now we've given you some ramblings from a... a I I feel like we are Taylor Swift. What, we just decide difficult interim album? This is the... We've got we're craving legitimacy, so we've gone back to nature. Absolutely, that's what this is. Uh, so we're down here in nature. We're walking children <laughs> in nature, but that does not stop us. No, engaging with those out there, our correspondents from the front lines. Absolutely, London specifically. <laughs> so first of all, we've got Rich's bitch for this week. Let's go, Rich. Ah, uh, yeah. So since I last recorded one of these. One drag race, which did feel like a sort of slightly inevitable excellence, but um, what the finale did remind me of was that Janelle Monet song and how much it slaps. Like, I'm not really about the Janelle Monet life in just so much as I don't really know her catalogue, like I don't really know her music. I think I've seen her in like one film, so apart from being a queer icon and the looks and the fashion, like um, I'd sort of forgotten that actually that song is incredible, very habits back in my head. Um, the other thing that's happened obviously is Miss Swift has dropped a stripped back folk, but not really folk album, and I am 
I'll be honest, I'm absolutely here for it. I, like the unhappy teenager in me just wants to like lie in a bath, listen to the whole album, let the water go cold as I like cry thick black mascara and just slip into misery. And that's the tailor I'm here for. Like I'm, I think we don't always need, you know, every gay celebrity in a music video while she sings about the mean press and you know, I'm me and that's enough and we're all here together, you know, with a feature from that guy from Panic! at the Disco. I just feel like we don't need everything all at once in the lead single. So let maybe learn the lesson, Taylor. Learn the lesson. Yes! Yes, Rich! Yes, Rich! Yes! Brilliant. Every damn time. And Chris's coincidence. Let's find out what coincidence Chris has been... I'm going to say suffering from this yeah. week. What a coincidence. What a coincidence. The mayor of the city of Boston, Massachusetts, declared October the 16th, 2013, Janelle Monet Day. And I have also been to Boston. What a coincidence. What a coincidence. What a coincidence. What a coincidence. That was a coincidence, wasn't it, that one? That was a coincidence. Because they're not always a coincidence, but that was that a coincidence. That was a real coincidence. Yeah. So, without further ado, uh, <laughs> let's bounce into the Weekend Diva. Weekend Diva! Right, it's been a busy week. <laughs> it's a very musical-themed episode, yeah. this one. I mean, obviously it's music. It's always musical-themed because it's a big part of Divadom is, yeah. is the tracks, the Vokes. But Shit me, they've, they've been busy. They've been busy! You know what? It's like, like I suppose, we've just come out of lockdown. Do you feel a little bit like yeah. it's coincided? So, basically, everyone's just been, gone really quiet, gone on the D-low, and just been... Plowing away. Cracked on. Cracked on. And they've just dropped a load of music on us. Right. Okay. So it may look like that, but Beyonce never does anything by accident. So 2019, she released the album. 2020, and she filmed this last year. 2020, she releases Black is King. She was going to tour it in 2021. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. It's great that you gave absolutely no introduction to what you were talking about. Because I just assume everyone knows what I'm talking about. If they don't, Turn this off. It's not for you. Don't, no, don't, don't turn it off. Just w- wait until it's finished. Give okay. us the downloads. Give us a five-star rating. And, and then leave go, a review. I didn't understand it because they were talking about Beyonce with no introduction because I live in under a rock. And then grab yourself a Disney Plus subscription and go and watch Black is King. Look, if they don't know that Beyonce's dropped Black is King, I doubt that they have worked out how to leave a five-star rating on the app, my iTunes app. Yeah, fair so, enough. But also, Holly, not everyone has Disney Plus. That is true. As we found out when Hamilton dropped? Yes. Tell you what, though. Disney have played an absolute blinder. Oh, I smashed it. I'm like, uh, not everyone's going for this because they've all got Netflix and Amazon. No one wants another subscription to pay. But, no. Oh, no, we've got Hamilton, the world's most popular musical. Yeah. And then Black is King. Yeah. The probably most important thing to happen to pop music and pop culture in at least a decade. Yeah, exactly. Say what you like about Walt Disney. That little <laughs> Mouse. white supremacist head in aspic or whatever they've got in Disney Towers has some great ideas. Yeah. You think I'd... he's still coming up with them, do you? Yeah, yeah. You think it's the uh, yeah. the disembodied head of yeah, old Nazi Walt, Walt Disney. He's going, <laughs> like... tell you what, you know what Beyonce? <laughs> She's great. Give her a visual album. Visual album, I reckon. Yeah. He's had time to think. He's realised he was wrong about a great many things. I tell you what, when they reanimate Walt, he's going to be super woke. They're going to call him Woke Disney. <laughs> He's been living a very sustainable diet, I imagine. Just like whatever they, they put in his tank. I imagine it's just sort of fish flakes. Yeah. <laughs> Lovely, yeah. So Beyonce dropped the seminal Black is King. 
So many looks. 80 looks. 80. 80. Count them. Over 80. Uh, my favourite. I can't pick a favourite. Shouldn't have to. Shouldn't have to. The red look. Uh, the long, 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 long hair on the ladder. Uh, Ugh, she's superb. It's too much. Just get out there. I mean, honestly, it's worth... I was going to say it's worth paying the subscription. There's a seven-day free trial. Yeah, get Get on yourselves that. on Disney+. Plus. Get your seven-day free trial. Get your Hamilton. Get your Black is King. Bosh. I Cancel your subscription. I have a deet, though, about this. Why was Adele tweeting about Beyonce trending rather than Black is King? Because systemic racism. There was a pi- Adele tweeted a picture of herself watching Black is King and she was wearing the same top that Beyonce had on in the, with the little moons. Yeah. And then the internet was like, oh, Adele's watching Beyonce. Great. Why aren't you? Just watch Beyonce. Why do we care if Adele's watching? I mean, yeah, of course I'm tangentially interested, but like, why do we have to filter through a black woman's achievement through Adele? Do you know what I mean? Am yeah. I being oversensitive? I didn't really know what you were talking about until about three quarters of the way through the story, so... <laughs> Okay, once again, you gave it absolutely no introduction. <laughs> did not explain what had happened. <laughs> I see what you mean. Yeah, that's not great, is it? I mean, just, it doesn't matter if Adele's watching Beyonce. We should be watching Beyonce. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I might be being snowflakey about it, I imagine, but I just thought that was a bit off. No, you, you, you're fair enough. Also, she's dropped the gift, deluxe edition. So the Lion King, the gift, the... Uh, sort of side-by-side, I wouldn't say soundtrack, but it's more like a side-by-side companion piece piece that Beyonce did for the Lion King movie, has dropped a deluxe edition to coincide with Black is King, which also has Black Parade, which was an absolute masterpiece, which was released on Juneteenth this year. That also has an extended remix on the deluxe edition, which is also absolutely fantastic. I'm going to throw it out there. Potentially better than the Ridge. Yes. Mama. Okay, fair enough. All the hot takes. That's what you come to Little Diva Energy for. Tom with the hot takes, me with the stream of conscious monologue, which you realise halfway through what I've been talking about. <laughs> it's like, I'm, I'm, giving, I'm serving you Virginia Woolf, Tom is serving you Tennyson. <laughs> it's a clash of cultures. That doesn't work. Cut that bit. <laughs> It is quite fun. I quite like doing it like this. Maybe we should always do it like this. Just do it in the park next week. Good luck finding a quiet bit of a, the, the parks in Tottenham. This is the quiet, quietest place we're ever going to be. Yeah, this is quieter than inside my house. This is quieter than the quiet place. This is this is the quiet place. Oh, we wouldn't last two seconds, would we? In the quiet place? We Absolutely la, doomed. La, la, la. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, where's she gone? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um... So, yeah, so Beyonce will hopefully tour that in 2021. We're obviously going to see Gaga. We missed Gaga. That was this week. I had a lovely reminder on my phone up, oh. up to the minute telling me that I was supposed to be at Lady Gaga. So yeah, I, don't worry, phone. I don't know. worry, I know. I'm sitting approximately 10 metres away from where I should be. Not ten, I don't know. Don't have space. Down the road from the, from the stadium. <laughs> Good. Again, about three quarters of the way through, picked up what you were on about. <laughs> in, case you, in case you're still... Not following. <laughs> we live quite near the stadium where Gaga really was meant to stadium. play. Wanted to take it to Aldi. Anyway, look, it's not the biggest casualty of the pandemic, but <laughs> not by any means. Not by any stretch. Uh, unlike 
Sarah Vine's career. What happened to Sarah Vine? Oh, she basically was like, um, look, when death comes for me, I will welcome it because I've had a good life. So I don't know why we're all panicking and wearing masks. I mean, if I was married to Michael Gove, I would also long for the sweet embrace of death. But <laughs> Brilliant. Also, her career will be fine because... People are cunts. Uh, more Diva news. So we had yet more releases. Okay, which one should we go with first? Let's, let's do a shit sandwich. So we've got Beyonce on one side, Kylie on the other. Let's put Tay-Tay in the middle, the rat sanger. <laughs> Really come down hard on that one, have you? Look, do you know what? I enjoyed it more than you did. I thought it was boring. And you like that sort of stuff. Yeah, it's got Bonnie Vare on it. <laughs> I, I don't think... I was the only, only Taylor Swift fan that was excited to see him. Yeah. I mean, it seems to have had a very mixed reception. Some people are like, oh my God, it's the best album of her career. And then other people are like, give me the disco bangers. But yes. I don't think it's that different. I can't understand what everyone's going on about. It's just the production. I'm livid as well that it's called Folklore and it's been touted as Taylor Swift's folk album. It's not. This is coming from an artist as well who has a background in country music. Yeah. So n- we know what, or anyone that knows Taylor Swift or who has listened to all of her music or even she should know what folk music sounds like because folk and country have very similar roots. Yeah. And this is not a folk album. No. It's just a slow album. Well, I think it's also that's also because she's talking about themes about sort of Americana. Yeah. So I think it's more about sort of dynastic. I think I've got less of a problem with the fact that it's called folklore and that implies that yeah. it's folk. I'm not saying that just because you call something folklore means and it has to be a folk album. And she's stroking a tree in all the pictures. True, but a lot of people have referred to it as her folk. Like, they're like, oh, Tay-Tay's dropped a folk album. You know, she absolutely hasn't. But it has gone into the alternative. It's been bracketed as alternative on streaming platforms. It shouldn't be. No, it's an alternative to pop bangers, but it's not alternative music. No, it's absolutely not alternative music. No. It's not Wilco, is it? (laughs) No. No? Yeah, do you know what? Generally, I wish her no ill. She's obviously a very very talented uh, songwriter. Um, I don't particularly like her music. Say, and I don't particularly like her voice. Say. Uh, but other people do, and I am all for Ameri- you know female songwriters, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Apparently, also this is it's got a, a very clear queer subtext if you're looking for it as well. There's a lot of conjecture about Taylor Swift's sexuality. It's not up to anyone to tell anyone when they want to come out. So I'm not going to leave the conjecture aside. But I would potentially say that maybe this is her beginning to to incorporate that messaging into her work and maybe that will be helpful for people yeah and speaking of sort of like the lgbtq plus community as well there's a there's a really great podcast which has just started on forever dog called the rear view which is fantastic do a little round table but they loved it because it was a case of going sometimes you want an album that is uh just i mean minnie Carter said she went to sleep to it she said it's great to go to sleep to and the other person said you know, it's 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 great to have an album of sometimes you go through a breakup or sometimes you're going through a bad time or whatever and you just want your mopey album that just gives you all the feelings mm-hmm. and you can just sit and just in, like in, be completely engulfed by the sort of sadness of, of, of melancholy music or, or at least thoughtful, slow music. Yeah. And I sort of thought, yeah, I think that's absolutely fair. Yeah. I guess it also kind of belongs in a sort of Lilith Fair 
esque category, doesn't it? Like those mm. sort of artists, the that which were quite big in the sort of the tail end of the nineties, early noughties. Mm. And she maybe she wants to, you know, ultimately have more of a kind of reach of someone like a Cheryl Crow or somebody. Yeah, that's true. Or a Tori Amos eventually. I don't know. She does also. I mean, obviously, she has an enormous reach to you know white straight America. Like that is that makes up a huge proportion of her fan base. Yeah. So is she is sort of solidifying that without actively going like, I'm going to make some racist country bangers. Like, yeah. she's not doubling down on that audience at the exclusion of her her other fans. Yeah. The fans that don't fit into that bracket, the, the more, the, the queer community that have been so supportive of her. Yeah. So she's sort of providing, a, providing an album that kind of scratches an itch for both communities. Yes. I would say. We got there in the end. There we go. Kylie. <laughs> Kylie now. Kylie now. Kylie. Now, Holly, what's your background with Kylie? Kylie Min, Minwags. Ah, she's never been my, like, some of you may know, I do impressions sometimes, have done hyster- historically. Not hysterically, giving myself my own review there. That's <laughs> uh, the only one we've got. But. Yeah, historically, I used to do that. A part of the, the little thing called the Edinburgh Fringe. You might remember that, from, remember that from days gone by. Uh, and Kylie is very hard to impersonate because she doesn't. Sorry, we've got an actual aeroplane going. Oh, it's a helicopter. It's a helicopter. Someone's getting out of here. Drop the ladder down. Come on. Uh, no, yeah. So she's got a sort of voice that is quite hard to impersonate because she sort of doesn't really have an identity. There's like. I mean, I'm going to get people writing in and saying it's very easy to impersonate her if you're talented. But like, <laughs> she's got so like, like sigh, aspirate bits in it, and then she's got early Kylie is obviously very high, and then again a bit, maybe a bit like people say Madonna's quite hard to impersonate. I would say I have spent a lot of time listening to her. Maybe I should spend more time listening to Kylie, then mm. I'd be able to do a better impression. It sort of seems like she's got like a halfway. I mean, you're the impressionist, so you understand how these things work, but feels like to me from listening to her that she's got somewhere like a halfway house between sort of very early Madonna like holiday era Madonna yeah and um sort of um Cindy Lauper sort of that really yes. high 80s like pitch Let me try. meets really breathy yeah okay I'm gonna try I'm gonna try it okay so what song are you gonna try and sing uh okay let's try, try and orientate them so early Madonna would be like well let's go for yeah actually quite low a lot of the time that's not a true blue with Miriam Madonna. Uh, first album, Madonna. Um, Everybody, come on, do your thing. It's got like quite, yeah, throw away. Cindy Lauper. Phone rings in the morning, light my mother says. So you've got those kind of like more bits there. And then you've got Kylie. I should be so lucky. I can't do it. I can't do it. Well, there you go. That's my process. <laughs> can I can I do it? No. <laughs> End of process. Much more comfortable with Cher. Yeah. But then you've got like later period Kylie, which is much sexier. So you've got like when she stopped being... Spinning around. Spinning around. All that stuff like uh, stuff Slow. Slow is a banger. Yeah. That's what you did with Robbie? Kids. That's right. Yeah. Oh, I hate him. Anyway... This new song, absolute disco banger. Loved it. Absolutely loved it. I also, musically, have never been much for Kylie. She's not on my top list of divas. Absolutely recognise the contribution to the divadom. An absolute queen, undoubtedly, and an icon. 
just never really been for me musically. Always felt a little bit empty, a little bit dry, maybe. Yeah. Just doesn't quite have that grab. But I tell you what, I did really enjoy with Kylie, and this is, apart from the new song, which is, I think, an absolute hammer. What did you compare it to? You said it was... Churches. I think she sounds a bit like the, the production. I think the verses in the production sounds like churches, and then yeah. the chorus sounds, I think, are quite old school Kylie, but yeah. with the production values of, a say, a, a Chavurches song. Yeah. I mean, I think the thing is, with Kylie, she, for me, represents balls to the wall, glamour, fun, silliness, pop. She is the yes. princess of pop. Of like gum. the showgirl tour. Amazing. There is definitely... There should always be a princess of pop. With Madonna, you get she's a queen. Yeah. You're going to get light and shade. And when Kylie has done shade, for instance, like the, the uh, Nick Cave duet, I ain't buying it. Yeah, it doesn't sit quite right, no. does it? But I, I'll take Better the Devil You Know any day of the week and I will take <clears throat> Disco off Kylie. Yeah. I think also she's so much, uh, so much wider celebrated in Australia as well because yeah. she is their absolute... She's the pinnacle of their pop culture, isn't she? She's yeah. she's right up there. Um, I tell you what, I've got more time for Danny. Danny? Because I do think Danny appeals very much to us and probably a lot of our listeners in the sense that it's the great underdog story, isn't it? Yeah. It's the younger sister who's much less successful. Arguably got a better voice. Yeah. But just, it's it's got a poor Michelle vibe to it for me. Not yeah. that she's anywhere near poor Michelle. No. But it's got that similar sort of... It's got a taste of that story for me. Yes, yes. Um, but uh, we went to the... Is the v Yeah, Maybe. we went to the v last year, I think. And they've got their performing arts section. And Kylie has a section where her dressing room from the Showgirl tour is completely oh, recreated. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, it's amazing. It's, it's, a, it's behind a glass uh, wall, obviously glass case but otherwise it is just a basically it's a section of her dressing room and she has very kindly donated all of the items but it's even got a water bottle with like lipstick marks on it it's got but it's got all the the costumes and a load of like sort of scruffies and stuff that have just been thrown on the floor where she's changed yeah. uh, makeup palettes lights uh, cards um gifts that she's been sent teddy bears things like that stuff she's got and it does really play into that image that you were saying about yeah. she's the princess of pop she's the one bouncing up and down on a bed with having a pillow fight with teddies yeah she's that sort of vibe whereas madonna's the one that's like, like turning up in leather and beating the shit out of you <laughs> and then insisting that you buy her album yeah and yeah but the Kylie thing was really interesting i mean it was also really interesting to look at how fucking small she oh, is she's tiny um, she's a wee one so if you ever get a chance to go to the v a it is open guys. again now <laughs> Can't take Kylie Minogue. Small. she's little <laughs> but yeah no she's fucking small um We've mentioned her. We've got to. We've got to deal with this. We, we have a WhatsApp group with Rich Hawkins, who you will hear shortly from with Rich's bitch, called "Worried About Madonna." <laughs> and every time it, every time a message plops in there, you know we've got. She's done something dreadful. So she tweeted a random conspiracy theory that a cure for COVID exists. And is being kept from the public in the service of, quote, the, keeping the rich rich. You kind of feel like Madonna presumably tweeting that from her shack. Like, come on, babe. Quite rightly, other divas jumped in. Annie Lennox was like, 
What are you talking about? Never want to shy away from a fight. Yeah. Why are you tweeting this dangerous uh, quackery, she called it? She said, hopefully we're going to find out that your account has been hacked and this is not you. Uh, she has taken it down. However, I would say it was her. It had all the hallmarks of her delivery. And like it's, it was in her kind of the way she, she Instagrams and, and it was definitely her. Tell you what, in terms of diva fights as well, that is interesting that the one person that seems to be able to best Madonna is Lennox. Yeah. Lennox has weighed in with her high Scottish energy. Yeah. And has just been like... Absolutely no. Madge, shut the fuck. STFU, Madge. Yeah. And yeah. Madonna probably wouldn't take that from anyone else, but has just quietly gone, yeah, I'm just going to do what I need Lennox said. <laughs> well, yeah, well, but she presumably, she, she, like... Don't fuck with Lennox. Presumably, she saw it pointed out to her and was like, oh, I've made, a, I've, I've made myself look a right tit. Yeah, but you see, Madonna in the past... Would double down. Would double down. Instead, she's gone, nope, you're absolutely right, going to get rid of that, but just not apologise. No. she's not an apologetic bitch. Just pretend it didn't happen. Um, yeah, so that wasn't ideal. That's not ideal. <sighs> Come on, Madge. <laughs> get your act together, Madge. Come on, Madge. Come on, babe. Come on. We are all sending you love and support. You know that we'll support you whatever happens, yes. but you need to make it easier for us. Can you just make it easier sometimes? Sometimes... And maybe that's what we love so much about her. Yeah. But sometimes she really does make it fucking challenging. Oh, my God. Like when she made Aretha's death about her. Brilliant. That was, yeah. a, that was a classic. Really, really peak Madonna making it difficult for us work. Oi. Just as a quick side note, obviously... No spoilers, but we do want to send our love and support and thanks and congratulations, of course, to the winner of All Stars 5. Yes, we haven't but covered it. But we won't it. be talking about it. We're going to try and get a conversation in with Ruben Kay as we know that that's a little bonus thing. We tend to try and not to talk about Drag Race on here because yes. there are many, many more people with many better takes uh, to talk about it. But we do want to send our congratulations to the winner. Yes. And also recommend that if you're not watching Canada's Drag Race, despite a, a heady dip in uh, <laughs> episode, episode 2... two uh, otherwise, it's been pretty fucking brilliant. And I the would... latest episode, The Snatch Game, is a re oh. really is a wonderful watch. I would die for Jimbo. If he wanted me to, I would die for him. Jimbo is one of the drag queens on Canada's Drag Race. Jimbo. Every t when he comes on, I just say his name sometimes, don't I? She just mutters it under her breath. Jimbo. 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 Like a, like a little, like a child. They're, they're walking around the zoo and they go, elephant. Jimbo. It was a good name for an elephant. Good name for a dog. True. We've just a uh, good name. Just a good name. Uh, we've befriended a dog while we've been here. Yep. The dog has been unfortunately saddled with the name of Puppy oh. for a fully grown dog. Um, so we've been calling her Scylla. And actually, I think she's responding to it now. I've <laughs> sort of been gaslighting her into thinking her name is Scylla, <laughs> since it's the only thing you will call her. Yeah. The dog that eats a full roast chicken. Diva Energy. And Seabass. Yeah. Diva Energy. Scylla, nay, puppy. <laughs> the artist formerly known as puppy <laughs> has big Diva Energy. Yes. So, Diva of the Week. Diva of the Week? Who's your Diva of the Week, Holly? Okay. It's a bit... She's, she's, she's the Diva of every week. But it's got to be Beyonce. Yeah, it's a good it's choice. It's obviously Beyonce. You'd have to be mad. You can't have her every week, but when you can have her, you've got to have her. Beyonce. Yeah. That's, it's, yeah. 
It's particularly relevant this week for her to be your Diva of the Week. Yeah. With a caveat that, of course, whenever we say Diva of the Week and it isn't Beyonce, it is sort of Beyonce. Yeah. Yeah. Beyonce. But this week it's it's Beyonce as your Diva of the Week. Yeah. With the caveat that it's also... It's always, it's always Beyonce. Yeah. Yeah, it's Beyonce. Tom, who is your Diva of the Week? You know what? It's going to be a two for two for me. What? Yeah. It's a double... Double Diva. <gasps> Unprecedented. Double down. Two weeks in a row. Shit the bee. This feels like when you listen to the top 40. It does, doesn't it? And you'd, you'd get that... And Quick, bit, oh. let me record it. Oh. Get my cassette on. Oh, he's talking Stu- Stuart, uh, Le- Stuart, oh, Stuart Lee. Stuart Mack. <laughs> Stuart Lee presented the top 40. <laughs> Can you imagine? And some more shit. Uh, all right. it's, not, it's not the kills, is it? <laughs> For the second week running, it is, of course, Nana Madge. Absolutely fabulous. Nana Madge. Robert Madge's glorious grandmother. Oh, Absolutely her. outstanding work. Obviously, <laughs> just like sucking up to Robert extraordinarily <laughs> especially because uh, being such a kind wonderful person he has reached out to us and said thank you so much for making his Nana Diva of the Week last week and uh, talking about his incredible video but it, true to form he's uploaded another it's superb another well, childhood vid I would say that Robert should also be have Diva of the Week because it's his birthday and that's why he's uploaded this specific I didn't know that's why of, it was up yes Oh, happy birthday, Robert. Yeah. It gets even better, right? So he's he's put up this incredible video, which we'll discuss in, in depth shortly. Uh, he's also tweeted some pictures of him in glorious high drag with some balloons that say I heart cock and gay boy, which have been given to him by his parents. Lovely. Because they are what? Sickening. Sickening. Yeah, absolutely. Happy birthday, babe. She's coming on the pod. Yeah. She's coming on the pod a couple of weeks' time. Good your loins. That's a tease, but yes, let's discuss the new the the birthday video. I love this song. The song where is it? Um, greens, greens, and nothing but greens. Parsley, peppers, cabbages, and celery, asparagus, and watercress, and fiddle friends and lettuce. So the new birthday video is a little. It's sort of like um, it's not like last time where we had basically a supercut of one parade. No. This was more like clips a greatest reel. hits, a clips reel. Yeah. Yes. Of sort of greatest hits moments from birthdays from birthdays in Robert Madge's young life. I want to go blow by blow with it because I just loved it so much. Sure. So Robert has received a smoke machine, a strobe light, and a birthday cake with his face on it in one birthday, which is iconic work. The video kicks off with uh, I'm going to call it the Sondheim section. Yes. Where young Robert does. Actually, a very on-point Bernadette. Yes. Surrounded by Playtex. Yes. I think. I think his... I didn't quite catch it, but his nana says something about foils, and I think I think they'd been on a trip to foils oh. and bought a ton of Playtex or a musical scores, I think, Incredible. maybe. Incredible. Then delivers the um, the received pronunciation of Fleet Street. The demon barber of Fleet Street. Those T's. Absolutely on point. Love it. Nana at that point asks, do you think this boy likes theatre? Yes, please, Nana. <laughs> Incredible. Has a good old laugh to herself. <laughs> then Robert briefly channels uh, the beggar woman from Sweeney Todd. This is right. And or Satan, when it uh, gets very excited by the smoke machine. I thought we were going to get a full city on fire. Maybe we do in the unedited raw footage. Robert, if it's out there, give the people what they give want. Give the people what they want. Uh, I absolutely loved that. And then we cut to next year, the puppet show of Les Mis. And, you know, 
the thing that there's so many things to love about these videos the absolute familial love joy and support and the delight of seeing someone incredibly talented yes <laughs> like that little boy and now full-grown performer my god so good so gifted those vokes holds the end note of one day more longer than most of the cast like bassie in in, in monte carlo Phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. I hope you just sent that in and said, I'll see you at the tech. And also chose a, chose a harmony line. Yes. Chose a character line. Yeah. Sticks to those notes. Really good. Brilliant. Castability. That's yeah. what we want to see. Versatility. And then end of the vid, get some lovely audience reaction. I think Nana says that was the best one. Yes, and gives him the nicest hug. It looks oh my God, I'm so nice. <laughs> Oh dear, give me a hug. She's so lovely. She just stays in her seat and he comes over to her and lies in her lap and she just gives him the warmest hug and it's just beautiful. <sighs> She's so proud of him. Everyone is. They all are. It's they so all lovely. Are. I mean, unless you've got like a cousin seething just out of shot, Robert. Again, let us know. Oh, please do, because that would just be the the absolute cherry. Imagine if he had like a an understudy cousin. Oh, I'd love that. It's like, I was supposed to do the harmony line. It's like a full drama. <laughs> Fill us in. Fill us in. Fill us in. Uh, there must be some drama. Come on. Can't you can't have that can nice a family. Your family can't all to a to a letter be that loving and supportive. Uh, and then <laughs> and then the then tops it off with an absolute banger of a finale of a, a much younger Robert admonishing people singing happy birthday to him. Admonishing is not the right word. Encouraging them to sing louder. Happy birthday to which is great. I love it. It's a bit like the end of Mamma Mia when Meryl Streep starts screaming, Do you want another one? It's got that similar energy. Yeah. It's like, I'm, I know that I'm doing this from a place of showmanship, but I do also want, I want to keep performing. <laughs> so again, fabulous work. So I think, yeah, Nana gets it for the second week in a row, Nana Madge, but also uh, Robert tied in as well. Yes. As, uh, Co-diva of the week. Ladies and gentlemen, there is now a five-minute interlude. Excellent. And yes, we will be discussing these videos in detail in, in a few weeks. Next week, however, we've got another absolute treat for you. We, Scorcher. Scorcher. We're taking on a big hitter. <whistles> big time. Hey, big hitter. Hey. That's right, we're doing Bassy. Shirley. Dame Bassey. Shirley Bassey. Yes, sorry. DSB. DSB. Dame Shirley Bassey. And with us to discuss the icon is Paul Joseph, who is an absolute treat of a human being, who uh, is the promoter and producer behind Pop Horror at the RVT and uh, is an amazing, really funny, really wonderful, warm man who also does Athena, uh, which on Mixcloud is a night in happier times, which is a, a really cool mix of best the best of the 80s basically with all the irony and uh hen parties taken out basically uh he's fab and yeah so that you got that to look forward to next monday shirley bassey part one with paul joseph so i think that's us isn't it 
I think that's us. Maybe we'll just stay here by the lake for a couple more hours, though. Yeah. I mean, let's call it a relaxed fit episode, because we have been quite laid back. It's We've not had... I mean, not that you'd think we would ever have that, but <laughs> we've not had a, a breakdown of what the points we need to cover. We've just sort of riffed it. Yeah. Hope it hasn't been too rambly, especially if you're a first-time listener. Yeah, I'd be ashamed. Sat out here in the sun, like a pair of lizards next to a lake. Let's give them, let's leave them on and up. Divas. We love you. Stay safe. Stay bitch. Stay fabulous. Beauty face, space. I give face, space, face. Love you all. Bye. Love you. Bye.